My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Sentimental man or woman to put me up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, are we ready? Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 7th of February. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. Happy birthday, Zara. Thank you so very much, Sam. So good. (laughs) So good. It's a birthday, but another day, another podcast, and we've got some important things to talk about today. We've spoken before on the potty about some of the issues facing our health system, and it's something you, our TDA audience, feel very strongly about as well. I recently went to my GP to get a mental health plan reviewed. It cost me $160 up front. So yeah, paid for a two and a half minute uh, appointment. It's just getting out of control. Last week, leaders from across the country met and discussed the healthcare system, and they talked through some of the areas of potential reform. So we're going to look at what recommendations were made in the deep dive today and whether or not they'll help with some of the issues that we've heard from the TDA community. But first, Sam, there was some news from the Federal Greens yesterday. That's right. Senator Lydia Thorpe announced yesterday she will leave the Greens and remain in the Senate as an independent. This is a bit of Thorpe speaking at a press conference yesterday. This country has a strong grassroots black sovereign movement full of staunch and committed warriors. And I want to represent that movement fully in this parliament. It has become clear to me that I can't do that from within the Greens. A New South Wales parliamentary inquiry has issued an interim report on former New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro's appointment to a New York trade role. It found the appointment had, quote, all the trademarks of a job for the boys. It also found that former Trade Minister Stuart Ayres had some involvement in the process. Ayres resigned from his trade role last year amid an ongoing inquiry into the matter. A magnitude 7.8 earthquake struck Turkey yesterday. It caused buildings to collapse, and while we don't have an exact figure yet, significant casualties are thought to be likely. The shaking was also felt across the region, including in Lebanon and Syria. And the good news, of course, we could not go past the absolute goat, Beyonce, who has beaten the record for the most Grammy wins ever in history. The singer won a number of awards at yesterday's Grammys. This was her delivering her acceptance speech. I'm trying to just receive this night. Thank you so much to the Grammys. Thank you. Okay, so when we put out a call on Instagram for people's recent experiences with our healthcare system, we were overwhelmed with messages like this. Hey, I'm just responding to my recent GP experience. Um, Two things. First thing is I moved to Newcastle from Sydney and I cannot find a GP. Um, Most books are closed. In all seriousness, I literally cannot find a GP. So I've just been using online scripts. If I need to get anything, I just self-diagnose myself. And the second thing is I drove to Sydney to see my GP and get a skin check. It was $180. Mm. 
which was insane. Like I was lucky I had a little bit of money saved, but honestly, it's just getting out of control. I had a few things that I wanted to speak to the doctor about. After about two and a half minutes, we actually got through my first two issues. And then on my third ailment, when I went to go ask the doctor, he rolled his eyes and said, there are other people waiting. Uh, we're going to have to end the appointment here. So yeah, paid for a two and a half minute uh, appointment. The need or the idea that I have to pay additional every time I want to get a new script for medication that I will have to have day in and day in plus my life seems, it's really frustrating for me. I recently went to my GP to get a mental health plan reviewed. It cost me $160 up front with a $70 rebate. That was my entire paycheck for the week. And as someone living paycheck to paycheck, it wasn't viable, especially when such prices weren't really posted on the website or I wasn't really aware of the price. You know, it, it exacerbates pre-existing mental health conditions. So listening to the number and the volume uh, of messages that we received, it was very clear that there were a couple of main issues that just kept coming up. It was about actually being able to access a GP and then having to pay more for that GP if you were able to book in. And the reason we wanted to talk about all of this with you today is because at the end of last week, there was a national cabinet meeting where leaders discussed some potential reforms. Zara, let's start there. What exactly was this meeting about? I think before I answer that question, one thing that I just want to flag is that I, I hope that any GPs listening to this understand that we are talking about the structural issues that are underpinning their profession, not not any specific issues with the GP workforce itself. And I think that there's been so much focus on that over the last couple of years and the fact that people can't access GPs or that they're charging too much when in actuality what this review showed us was that there are really these underlying structural issues Okay, so a quick refresher. National Cabinet is the meeting between the PM and all of the heads of the states and territories. It occurred during COVID and has carried on since and is a good way for all of the leaders across the country to come together and tackle big structural issues in this country. And so in this last meeting, health reform was really at the top of the agenda. The federal government, so Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, presented findings from an expert Medicare task force, and it set out to find ways to make healthcare more affordable and accessible. So really clearly identifying, like we heard in those voice notes, exactly what the issues are. And talk me through some of the recommendations put forward. I mean, they're not small. There were some fairly big picture structural recommendations that were made in the report. And I'll start with one of those, which was this idea of blended funding. So the way that the system currently works in Australia is that if you're seeing a GP, for example, you're charged each time for that consultation and whether or not your bulk build is an issue for each provider, but you're billed each time. So what's being recommended now instead is a more bundled approach and it's as the name would suggest. So health professionals are compensated per patient they see rather than per visit. And it means that if you've been to see a doctor but then have a follow-up call with them for whatever reason, it'll be easier for doctors to bill you more collectively rather than charging you for every single interaction. And Sam, I was telling Nina, our producer, before that I've had a scan and the results have now been sent to my specialist who I have to make another appointment to see for her to tell me the results and that'll put me however many hundreds of dollars out of pocket. 
Talk me through a couple more of these recommendations. The task force recommended diversifying the health system so that other healthcare providers, not just GPs, but other providers like nurses and pharmacists, would play a bigger role in how people can access care. It also means that in those communities that might be facing GP shortages, there would be more options available. And there would be financial incentives for health professionals in different roles to start collaborating more. And we've spoken about this on the pod before, this idea that there should be more of a holistic approach to health. There's clearly a need for this. And I think we heard that in the voice notes we played a bit earlier. One was about the difficulty of getting mental health referrals and the other about having to pay for a GP consult to get a medication script. So those are the types of areas where a more integrated system could help. And that's according to the review that was handed down. A pharmacist could take more of an active role in offering prescriptions, for example, like for the contraceptive pill, or a mental health provider could be better integrated into a general practice to make the process of getting a mental health plan a bit more streamlined. So we've talked about blended funding and we've talked about a more multidisciplinary approach. Were there any others in the report? So in the same vein as health practitioners working better together, the report also made a recommendation on how data can work better together. And that was through strengthening the digital My Health Record system. And listeners might remember that this was a very hot topic a couple of years ago. Um, It sort of died away, but now it's been brought back into the limelight. And so according to the report, despite having a digital record system, a lot of our information is still siloed. So that means that when you go from one doctor to another or you're referred to a specialist by your GP, they can't actually always access your data. And that means there's more risk of them missing important information. So this report is really recommending a sharing by default approach, but still with the ability to opt out if you have any privacy concerns. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. So you've gone through three very distinct issues here, but none of them seem to me to hit this issue that came through really loudly in the voice notes about increasing cost and this increasing gap. Would that be a fair enough assessment? It would be. And there was some discussion of this in the paper. So before I answer your question, let me just do a bit of explaining on how the system currently works and why that gap is actually increasing for people. So when you see a GP who does bulk bill, A portion of the fee will be covered by Medicare, which is the bulk billing part, but there's sometimes what's called a gap fee, which is what you'll have to pay out of pocket. Last year, Federal Health Minister Mark Butler said that for the first time in Medicare's 38-year history, the average out-of-pocket payment or the gap payment for a medical visit was now more than what Medicare actually covers. And a survey last year found that 22% of GPs had recently changed their model away from total bulk billing. And so, Sam, I haven't forgotten your question. I just wanted to explain that a bit first. But the report was a bit ambiguous, for lack of a better word, on this issue. There were no specific recommendations about subsidies, but it did call for a strengthening of funding, in particular for low-income patients to access care at no or low cost. This is something that the Australian Medical Association, the AMA, were a bit critical of. They said that while they welcomed the report, it did, quote, absolutely nothing to address the immediate cost and access issues in the health system. We heard from Federal Minister for Health Mark Butler over the weekend on Sky News saying that he was surprised by the AMA's stance on this. 
I've said that, that changes to the rebate are not off the table. Of course, affordability was a major pressure that we discussed at the task force. But I've also said you can't just put more money onto the existing systems. The existing systems do not reflect the needs of Australians today. I think all healthcare groups who participated in the task force, frankly, including the AMA, recognise that. So the federal government hasn't exactly ruled out increasing the government subsidy, but they do seem to be pushing for an overhaul of the system first and foremost. Okay, and for everybody who sent in a voice note and for everyone listening to this who has resonated with some of the issues that you've talked about, is there a sense that these recommendations are actually going to come to fruition? Well, there was definitely a show of support from the state and territory leaders. It's one of the few times where there's a bipartisan meeting because not every state or territory leader comes from the same party. So that's an important place to be discussing structural issues like this. There is already a $750 million fund from the federal government to implement these changes. So we'll have to wait and see how quickly some of these reforms are actually rolled out. And we really appreciate everyone sending in their voice notes. It really enhances the way that we can tackle such a big issue like healthcare and make it your story as well. Really appreciate you joining us today on The Daily Oz. If you did learn something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning. We'll be back again tomorrow when it's not Zara's birthday. We're going to go enjoy that now. Until then, have a wonderful day.